Will your product succeed on Amazon? Are you thinking about selling on Amazon? Maybe you're a direct-to-consumer brand and you want to get your product on Amazon. You've heard the hype that you're going to make a ton of money when you go on Amazon, which is true. And I've done it a lot. Very good question. And I have a very good answer for you. My name is Mina Elias, aka The Egyptian Prescription, founder of Trivium Group. I've built MMA Nutrition, which is a supplement brand fully on Amazon, and then grew into building Trivium Group, which is an Amazon advertising agency. We currently spend $3 million a month, a little bit over $3 million a month profitably. And so I've seen it all. We manage hundreds of products, over a hundred brands, and I'm going to break it down. I've worked with a lot of really cool brands who have come from direct to consumer on Amazon, and I've seen what works, what doesn't work. So I'm going to break it down. And if you guys know me, you know that I don't waste any time. This is going to be an action-packed, value-packed episode. So sit back and let's get started. So first of all, you're a direct to consumer brand. You have two general paths on Amazon. The first path is the chilling path, which is let's just target our brand name and and have a presence. And the other path is let's go hard and let's compete. So I'm going to walk you through how to think about this. There's three main check boxes or whatever you have to check if you want to launch on Amazon. Number one, do you have a product that is being looked for on Amazon? So are people searching for your product on Amazon? How can I figure this out? For example, we have a client that came to us and they're like, we have a ring, something that you put around your penis, basically makes your penis smaller for the people who want to have sex, but it's too painful, right? The company is called O-Nut, O-H-N-U-T. You can check them out. They're, they're amazing. And I'm like, you know what? What's the keyword for that? <laughs> there wasn't. And so as a result, there was no one really looking for that product. How did we validate uh, that people were looking or not looking for that product? We'll go to Helium 10, helium10.com, probably like the biggest Amazon software in the space. And I'm looking for search volume. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to type in all of the keywords related to this product. Now that one, we couldn't figure anything out, but you know, let's say it's an energy drink. I'm typing in energy drink. I'm typing in pre-workout drink. I'm typing in all of those keywords that are related to an energy drink. Or if I'm selling an electrolyte powder, like in the case of MMA nutrition, electrolyte powder, electrolyte supplement, what's the search volume there? The entire search volume. So not just the search volume for the main keyword. The main keyword is pretty indicative of, of how the market's going to do. So if you have a main keyword with 30, 40,000 searches a month or more, tells you it's a strong market. But look at the total. Look at all the total keywords. Like what's their search volume when you add them up? If you look at the search volume when you add them up and it's you know over 50,000 searches a month, 40,000 searches a month, you're solid. This is a decent market. Yeah, I mean, competitive markets are upwards of 100,000. Decent markets, 30, 40,000, 50,000. Small markets, 10,000 and under. And it's a spectrum. If you're under 5,000, I would say that's a very small market and it's going to be pretty tough. So that's number one. We're checking, is there demand for that product? And then number two, it's still in the same checkbox. Is there demand for the product? Let's go and look at your competitors. So you type in that main keyword. You see that there is good search volume. What's the revenue of the top competitors and how many reviews do they have? And so I'm going and looking at, again, this is with the Helium 10, but this time it's the Chrome extension, it's X-Ray. So the first one, you're using Magnet, the tool Magnet on Helium 10. The second one, you're using the Helium 10 Chrome extension and you're going on X-Ray. And once you're on X-Ray, you're like, okay, cool. You load the search results on Amazon. So you go amazon.com, type in the keyword, you load the search results. You're like, show me what the revenue is for all of these products. And you start seeing how much money they're making. If you see that the products are all making, you know, $20,000 a month and under, you have a problem. If you see that, you know, you type in like, let's say like a candle, for example, and you see that Yankee Candles is the only one that's doing like 100K plus a month. And then everyone else is doing like 5 to 10K a month. 
then that's not a good market because Yankee Candle is Yankee Candle and they're making money because they're Yankee Candle and they have this massive brand. But if you just were to get your product that does not have a massive brand, that doesn't have stores everywhere, and you try to get it up on Amazon, what we're seeing in the data is that you're not going to succeed because these other people haven't succeeded. They all have good reviews, all this stuff, but they aren't making money. So the market's just not that big. So that would be my second step. First of all, what's the search volume? Is there a big enough range? Is it, you know, north of 20,000 searches, the total market a month, at least 20,000, preferably 50,000 searches for the entire market or more per month. Secondly, are there a lot of competitors generating decent revenue? What's decent revenue? I mean, what do you want? Like think of your market cap. So if you add up the top 30 competitors and they're in total generating 150,000 a month, let's say that you're going to get 5% 5% of that market, 10% of that market share. Are you okay with seven and a half to $15,000 a month in revenue for your product? If that's cool, great. You know, not cool for me. Uh, you know, I want $100,000 a month on my product. I want a competitive market. I want to make a lot of money. So that's checkbox number one. Checkbox number two, do you have a clearly differentiated product? And this one, I will show you how to do it tactically, right? Because everyone says, oh, do you have a different product? First of all, don't give me this shit about we're, we're premium. No one gives a fuck on Amazon if you're premium or not. Like, can you prove that you're premium? Are you made from adamantium? That metal from Wakanda is, yeah. Maybe if your product's made from that, yeah, you're more premium. But besides that, what makes your product premium? Premium packaging? It's Amazon. When's the last time you're like, oh, let me buy this thing that costs $10 more because it's more premium. No, you're looking at the price. You're looking at the reviews. You're looking at how nice the image is and you're going off of that. So do you have a clear differentiation in your product? For example, is all the market for electrolyte powder contains sugar, cane sugar, whatever, and you just created one that has no sugar and is keto friendly. That's a clear differentiator. Neurogum is a great example because they came up with nootropic chewing gum, a caffeinated gum and caffeinated mints. So that's a differentiator. That's not something that existed before. Flavored PB, they came out and they said, we have the most delicious flavored peanut butter flavors. That's a differentiator because all the other flavored peanut butter was pretty simple. It's just peanut butter. And these guys have like birthday cake and all of this stuff. So what makes you differentiated? That's what matters. That's a very important thing. And then how do I check this? How do I check that I'm going to have a good enough differentiated product that people are going to click on me? You go to one of two websites. This is two options. So you can choose. And so you know that I'm not really affiliated with either of them. I know them. I know the founders. They're friends. Um, PickFu is the first one. P-I-C-K-F-U.com. And the second one is Product opinion. Uh, so uh, like product and opinion, but without the old productpinion.com. And In there, you can go and you can take your top five competitors in your market and then put your image as the sixth competitor. And no one will know which one is yours. So you list the top competitors, you give them all the same title, all the same star rating, all the same price, and you have the different images. And you tell people, if you're looking for an electrolyte powder, which product would you click on and which one would you buy and why? And they will have to respond and tell you, okay, I'm going to click on this one because it's clearly grass fed or whatever, you know, let's say it's like for collagen. It's clearly grass fed. And I care about that. I clicked on this one because it's plant-based and I'm very aware of like how bad milk and dairy, whatever is stuff like that. You're going to get insights. If people are not clicking on you or if you're not winning majority vote, don't launch because if you're not winning majority vote and you're going to launch on Amazon with no reviews 
then why would people choose you? You know, it doesn't make any sense. So people have to choose your product amongst the competitors, even at a different price and even with low reviews because you're clearly better and you're clearly differentiated. So how to think about this? You're creating a solution to a problem that's better than everyone else's solution. Now, the solution that people are looking for or the problem that people have when they're looking for electrolytes is they need hydration. The solution is electrolytes that are well absorbed, that taste good, but don't have sugar, don't have negative stuff. You know what I mean? So that's kind of the solution to a problem. Things that will make it even better if it's the lower price, if it's made in America. All of these things are making the solution better, but obviously you have to be better than all of your competitors, not just like, yeah, we're made in America. Yeah, so everyone else is made in America. Got it. You know what I mean? What else? Let's take Gleeman. Gleeman is a vitamin C clay mask. Again, another really good example of creating a solution to a problem and they're showcasing that their vitamin C clay mask has all of these other things that make it better and work better for black women and their blemishes. Brandy's product, Your Divine Yoni, basically is a vaginal suppository. And uh, you use it to balance the pH in your vagina. Instead of just being like another pill, she made an entire kit and like a testing kit and all of this stuff and removed boric acid, which was a thing that, you know, people didn't want. And so another way to, to kind of figure this out is go look at all of your competitors' negative reviews and see what do people hate about it. Then go look at their positive reviews and see what do people love about it. And then Again, if you're a D2C brand and you already have a product, you're like, Mina, I can't invent a new product for Amazon, which is cool. You know, obviously there's some people that are inventing products just for Amazon, but how do you showcase that you have all of the benefits that people are looking for and none of the negative, you know, things that people are trying to avoid? And it's all about showcasing that in the listing, in, in your sales. And so you can iterate on PicFu and product opinion up until your main image clearly demonstrates that you are a superior product to your top competitors. Then I would check box number two. Box number three, very simply, is your product price in the range for Amazon? Yes or no? If it's in the range for Amazon, if the range is 19 to 35 and you're you know, somewhere in between and you can probably afford to go down maybe close to 19, 20, 21, 22 when you're launching, you're fine. Even if you're going to make a little bit of money, but you're going to get that sales velocity, which I'll talk about the honeymoon phase and, and launching on Amazon in another episode. But if you can do that, then you're solid. If not, if I just talked to someone who wants to be a client, they're selling these dog shoes. They're out of Los Angeles, pair of dog shoes, whatever, or two pairs, something like that is like $65. And the market range of pricing is 20 to maybe $27. So I'm like, how are we going to get you up on Amazon? I don't care if $10 from every sale is going to the LaBelle Foundation, which is, you know, whatever, fostering and adopting dogs, and you're doing so much good for the world. That's not how Amazon works. Because when you go to Whole Foods, you're not going looking at Truff Hot Sauce and being like, wow, I love their mission. You're just looking at how attractive the packaging is. What's the price? And from there, now, obviously, the bigger a brand is outside of the store, uh, you're like, okay, cool. You know, I've seen Truff. They look so delicious. Everyone's raving about it. There's influencers. I'm going to buy it. But when you go in and you're buying random stuff, cheese, you're buying random cheese, milk, whatever, salmon, you know, smoked salmon or stuff like that. You're just looking at how is the packaging? What do I read right off the bat in, in the front of the package, maybe the back of the package? What's the price? That's all you're looking at. And Amazon's the exact same thing. You can't really give your entire mission and how noble you are and all of this stuff on Amazon because people are literally just, what's your main image? What's your price? What's your reviews? Are you prime? And that's it. Like that's kind of the main things in the search that people are going to evaluate whether they should click on you or not. And you should just watch yourself as you scroll. Product Pinion does this, by the way. 
So product pinion, what you can do is you can pay people on their platform to do a video and they can basically go and type in the main keyword, find some products and do a video of what they're looking for when they're trying to buy this product. And you can also have them do an objection on your product. You can say, okay, here's my listing. I want you to tell me all the things why you wouldn't buy my product and get information from there. So that's how you start getting into the mind of an Amazon shopper and understanding because you're speaking to a different customer. So that's how that works on Amazon. Again, three checkboxes. Number one, is there enough search demand on Amazon? You can do this uh, through Helium 10. You can also do it right on Amazon using Product Opportunity Explorer if you're already on Amazon and have like a Seller Central and stuff. But if you're a D2C brand and you don't, then maybe you should just use Helium 10. And then number two is you go and you look at Helium 10 X-Ray. You type in your main keyword on Amazon, find your competitors, click on the Helium 10 Chrome extension, load that up and see like, are they making money? And what's the reviews, by the way? That's a big one because are you doing $25,000 a month in revenue with 4,000 reviews? That's slightly concerning. So I have to get 4,000 reviews to make 25K. What about if I have 500 reviews? Oh, everyone with 500 reviews is doing sub 1,000 a month or they're doing sub 3,000 a month. Damn, dude, like, is it even worth it? Because at the end of the day, you are a business owner, you're an investor, you are investing your money in different things. And every morning I wake up and I say, okay, cool. I have a brand, I have money, and I have all of these things that I can invest time and money and energy into. I can invest it into Facebook, I can invest it into Amazon PPC, I can invest it into Google, I can invest it into retail, I can invest it into influencers. Where is my time and money and energy going to give me the largest return on investment? And in this case, when you notice that the products that are in the 500 review range, which is a lot of reviews that you have to get, you're probably going to take at least a year trying to get 500 reviews. Obviously, you can do faster if you have everything dialed in and have a big budget. But let's say on average, it's going to take you a year to get 500 reviews. Is it going to be worth it? Is that going to be worth it? Is $5,000 a month in revenue worth it when all of them who have 5,000 reviews are doing that? So those are the things to consider. So that's number one. Checkbox number two, is your product clearly differentiated and people understand what the differentiation is? Yes or no? And then checkbox number three, what's the price range? Are you within the price range? Can you start a little bit on the lower end of the price range and then work your way up over time? If you check those boxes, Great. That means that your product is good to compete on Amazon. And I'm going to cover what competing on Amazon is, is in a second, but I want to move to you don't check the boxes or you are not interested in competing because it's going to require a lot of money. If you're not interested in competing and if you don't check the boxes and you have a strong direct to consumer presence, even if you're just spending money on Facebook ads, or whatever, or you just, you know, you know that people are going to see you and they might want to buy on Amazon. You do a brand play, which means you get your products up on Amazon. You have nice, beautiful listing, nice images. You're getting reviews, so it has a five-star rating. And you're just spending money on branded search term ads. Now, people will say, why should I spend money on branded keywords? They're already looking for me. They're going to buy. Great, great, great. I would love for you to do that. And your nice little 50 review product that you just launched on Amazon I'm going to find it. And I have 4,000 reviews. I'm going to advertise on your brand name. And people who are looking for you are going to be like, yeah, but you know, Mina's product has 4,000 reviews. This one has 50. Maybe I should buy Mina's. I mean, I just need an electrolyte powder. I'm not a raving fan of this guy. And so that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen every single time. If you don't protect your brand name and if you're like, oh, you know, people are already looking for me because they want to buy me. I'm like, yeah, great. They, they're looking for you because they want to buy you until they see someone who's 10 times better than you and they start reconsidering. You know what I mean? So that's why we would do, you know, brand name protection. 
What I would do is take the products that you have, list them on Amazon. Again, good SEO, beautiful images, get reviews, protect your brand name with all ad types, which is sponsored products, sponsored brand, sponsored display. So anytime someone types in a keyword, they're going to see your products. Anytime they type in a keyword, they're going to see the headline ads at the top with the custom creative. They're also going to see a video ad. When you click on your listing, you can target your different listings, your different products. You can target each other so that you're doing brand protection and then just cover as much of your branded keyword and search term real estate as possible. And then in that case, you're chilling, right? Anyone who sees your ad and is like, you know what? Personally, I hate buying on on Shopify because even with shopping and all this stuff, it takes so long, man. I'd rather just, okay, cool. Truff hot sauce. It looks good. Amazon truff. Boom. Two seconds. Done. I've checked out. I've confirmed that the reviews are good. I've confirmed that the images look good, whatever. And I'm used to buying on Amazon. So I have a process. I have a Mina internal process, which is type in the main keyword, go look at the images. Images look good. Click on it. Look at the price and reviews. Price and reviews are fine. Look at the competitors real quick. I don't see that many better competitors. Let's just buy this one. Cool. That's my process. You know, I'm trying to disqualify the product. I don't disqualify it and I end up buying it. And so with Shopify, it's just, it's longer. It's more painful. So that's what you want to do. You want to have your brand presence on Amazon just for all the people that see you and want to buy you, but they don't want to buy on Shopify and they want to buy on Amazon. Now let's talk about competing. So if you don't want to compete, that's what you do. If your product does not have demand, if it's out of the price range, all of this stuff, that's what you do. Just protect your brand name. So anyone who's looking for you can convert on Amazon. It's almost like a net that just catches a little bit more of all of your marketing efforts. So maybe you're spending whatever $100,000 a month on Facebook and uh, you're making 500,000 on Shopify, zero on Amazon. Now you're doing 500,000 on Shopify, 50,000 on Amazon. So your ROAS total marketing efficiency, you know, your ROAS goes from 5X to 5.5X. Who's going to say no to that, right? No big deal. Yes, you do lose the customer. You don't have the customer data, all this stuff. But at the end of the day, again, you're just here to catch a little bit more than what you're getting on Shopify. Now, if you list on Amazon and you are doing 100K on Shopify and notice that your Shopify drops to 450,000 and your Amazon is only doing like 30, 40,000, so you lost a little bit of money there or drops by 50,000 on Shopify, increases by 50,000 on Amazon, there's really no benefit. So at that point, maybe just say, you know what, like, let's not do Amazon. Let's just keep it all Shopify. Cool. Competing on Amazon. What does it take to compete on Amazon? I'm not going to take too long here, right? Because there's going to be a full episode on the product launch and how to do a perfect launch. But how to compete on Amazon? Number one, you need to have images. Your main image needs to win with PicFu and Product Pinion. Number two, your rest of your images have to tell a beautiful story on exactly why you're better than everyone else, how you're going to solve people's problems. They need to see themselves in the life of someone who's bought this product. And as they scroll, they're being sold a little bit, sold a little bit, sold a little bit, sold a little bit. Then they convert. So your images have to sell your product. All of the other text, most people I feel like don't really read text because I've changed text back and forth with zero impact on conversion rate, but with huge impact when I change images. So I really think that images are crucial. Your images need to sell your product. Add a nice little video in there. Again, video is fast with a lot of text, like big text, right? Not writing, but like big, like does this made in America, vegan, gluten-free, like that kind of stuff. No audio required. 
Title needs to be SEO optimized. If you want to know how to SEO optimize your title, I would go to datadive.com, D-A-T-A-D-I-V-E.com. It's Brandon Young's software. And you can take your top five competitors, 10 competitors, and then you can compare your title or whatever title you're going to make up versus their title, Rank Juice. And what you can do is you can use ChatGPT to write a beautiful title for you under 250 characters and then include different keywords and make it as readable as possible. And you can iterate and then you can take that title, put it in data dive and in the battle of the titles and it'll tell you if your title is better. And you just keep iterating and changing keywords until you have a better rank juice or a better score than these other titles. You can do the exact same thing with the bullet points and the backend search terms. And now you have an SEO optimized listing. Then from there, you have title, you have your SEO, you have your images, you have video, you need enhanced brand content, A plus content. There's two modules, one, which is the brand module where you have to kind of give a nice little brand story and it has clickable parts of it where you can send them to uh, product listings. And then under it is just the regular A plus content big images with a lot of big text, like very easy to sell. Again, it's like more selling on the A plus content. Daniela Bolzman from Mindful Goods. You should check her out. She does a very good job at explaining what to do and reach out to me if you want our kind of like examples that we like. I have like a library of really good examples you can take from. Then from there, you need to have at least a hundred questions, I would say, ready to go so that you can ask questions on your listing for frequently asked questions. Basically, what I would do is I would take all of those questions that are on your competitors' listings and that you think are frequently asked questions. You can go into your buyer account, like your personal Mina Elias, Brandy Lyman at home, we buy stuff, you know, and then ask the questions there, they'll get posted and then you answer from your seller account. If you would like to answer with keywords in there, you can always say, answer this question for me on ChatGPT and include these keywords and ChatGPT will do a good job of answering the questions. Try and keep it short and to the point because you can't see that much of the answer when people type and you don't want them clicking on the whole question so they can read the whole answer. You might as well just have the answer very quick in there and have the keyword. I know that the keywords index, we've tested that out and we've taken a listing from five questions to 150 questions and we've seen a dramatic improvement in their performance. So reviews, reviews is massive. How do we get reviews? It's hard work, baby. We go on Instagram. We Let's say it's for the dog product. We find dog pages in the USA, maybe a bunch of dog shelters, things like that, dog, dog adoption, whatever it is. And we start cold DMing hundreds of people every single day, asking them if they want to try the product and give us some feedback and then reimburse them for the product. Uh, they get the product and then later on, we ask for a review. It's a lot, a lot of volume for very little number of reviews. It's going to cost. It's going to cost you money. That's the game. It's nothing crazy. It is fully against terms of service to do anything. The other thing that you can do is you can use a software like Sellerize, S-E-L-L-E-R-I-S-E.com. You can do the request review automation and it'll go into all of your orders, click the request review button and just kind of Amazon will automatically send them an email, say, give us a star rating. You're going to get ratings. You're not going to get reviews. Anyways, so that covers that. There's also another module on the page, which is Amazon posts. This is like Instagram posts, but on Amazon, you have to have your product there. I would front load a hundred images from your Instagram, put them on there pretty easy. They just have to showcase the product that will make your detail page look a little bit nicer. And then you can get some videos on there. This is like videos from customers, not videos in the top in your listing. And from there, now that you have a beautiful and optimized listing, you want to compete. You want to do a very, very strong launch. A strong launch consists of identifying main keywords and product targets to establish relevancy and then spending a lot of money for competitive niches. We're spending $500 to $1,000 a day 
on day one on ads. And what's happening is we're spending 500 and the ROAS is sub one, one X, and then we're spending 700 and then it's like a one X ROAS for like seven days. And then by day 14, it's a 1.2 X ROAS. And by day 21, it's a 1.4 X ROAS. And what's happening is we're forcing sales through ads it's inefficient and it's quote unquote losing money, but the organic rank is going up because of such a high sales velocity. And in the first 30 to 45 days on Amazon, there is something that we call the honeymoon phase in the Amazon industry, but it's just like Amazon's learning about you. And it's like Amazon learning phase, basically. They're trying to figure out, are you a good product or not? And as you spend more and more money, you get more sales, you have a higher sales velocity. Amazon is comparing your performance versus other products performance and saying, damn, these guys are coming off very, very strong, like right off the bat, let's increase the organic rank. And anyways, you'll see that when you launch on Amazon, you have this unfair boost in organic ranking. You'll be ranked very high for the main keyword that everyone around you has much better reviews. And you're kind of this new guy or new girl that has very low reviews. And that's because Amazon's testing saying, hey, if we put this product up at the top, how's it going to perform versus the other ones? And if they start seeing that you're actually getting clicks and sales because you're spending a lot of money being in the top position, then they're going to be like, okay, this is a good product. They care about conversions. They don't care how much you spend. They care, are you converting a large number of reviews? Yes or no. So again, launching with as high of a budget as we can. If you're not in a competitive niche, you probably need like three to 500. If you can't afford it, just do whatever you can, right? Uh, there's be a lot more. Go watch my YouTube. I have a ton of videos on how to do a perfect product launch on Amazon with low budget, with high budget. But if you do have budget, then that's what I suggest you do. If you're established on D2C, I would suggest that you spend a lot of money on Amazon from day one, establish a very high sales velocity target keywords and products that are very relevant to you. So Amazon can start establishing relevance and you'll notice that the organic rank goes up over time. And in the first seven days, you're maybe a one extra as then a 1.2, 1.4. By the end of 30, 45 days, you're maybe at a two extra as, and you slowly start climbing up from there. You want to start with a low price. So if your range is 19 to 30, start with 19.99 and then once you've established like 30, 45, 60 days of very high sales velocity, slowly increase your price, maybe $1 a week, monitor your click-through rate conversion rate, make sure that that doesn't get hit too much, make sure your profit is actually going up by increasing that dollar amount in price because you don't want to increase your price, lose conversion rate, and now overall your profits have gone down. And you'll probably be in the negative anyway, so just make sure that you're going towards zero and not away from zero. And you can do that, you know, $1 a week and within... 12 weeks, you can be $12 more, which is at a higher end of the range. Anyways, that sums up, will your product succeed on Amazon? And obviously, you know, a big part of that is what I mentioned in the end, which is, are you ready to compete? Because Amazon is high competition. I mean, I'm competing with all of the brands that we manage. We manage over hundred brands. And so we're going hard on every one of them and I am not missing a beat. So if you're a D2C brand and you come in here and you're like, ah, let's just spend a little bit of money. Let's do this. Let's do that. It's not going to work well for you. And even if it does work a little bit well, I've seen it time and time again. You'll come to me and be like, Mina, you know, we've been on here for six months and I think it's time to take it next level. I'm like, okay, bro, you have to relaunch because you lost your honeymoon phase. And it's so much easier to start really good from day zero. In another episode, I'll talk about how we hack the honeymoon phase, by the way. Like if you've already ruined your honeymoon phase because you just listed it up, you made a few sales, you're chilling, you know, shit happens. I know I, I ran out of stock a million times, guys, which is oh, one thing that I, I uh, forgot to mention is 
never run out of stock ever. So make sure that you have at least 5,000 units ready on the side in a 3PL, ready to send to Amazon. You're going to send 1,000 units initially. As you start selling, they'll probably bump you up to 3,000, then 5,000, and just keep replenishing, 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 and stay fully in stock because as you have at least 30 days or more in stock on Amazon, Amazon is going to keep improving your sales. If you ever start seeing that your sales are declining, it could be because you have less than 30 days of stock on Amazon. So make sure of that. Guys, I told you this is going to be action packed. I don't fuck around. I hate wasting time. I'm not a high level bullshit guy. I'm straight to the point. So anyways, hope you got a lot of value out of this. Trivium Group, Amazon Advertising Agency. If you need an audit or if you need to do a consultation call to see if this is going to work for you, feel free to go to triviumco.com, just T-R-I-V-I-U-M-C-O.com. You can click on get a free audit. And if you have an existing account, what we can do is we can go through everything, your listings, your advertising, everything, and tell you how to make it better. This is not just like, hey, everything's wrong. It's like, hey, here's what we think can be improved and how to improve it. You can do it yourself. If you have an in-house team, go for it. But I'll tell you this, man, I am building Trivium to beat any in-house team ever. Unless you're a hundred million dollar company, then your in-house team is probably going to be better because you can afford it. But unless you're there, I'm building Trivium and the Trivium team to be better than any in-house team, cheaper than any in-house team, and definitely better than everyone else by adding the most amount of value. So if you need help, hit, hit me up. Uh, hope you guys got a lot of value out of this. Subscribe. Go check out my YouTube, Mina Elias. I share a lot of good value there. So thanks for your time, guys, and see you in the next episode.